I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You're listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin, except no South Good morning, dear listeners. Welcome to um, the the, the grey Monday morning out here in Devon. I'm still on on holiday, mulling over yesterday's debacle at Norwich. A Millwall mess is uh, one headline I put for my show. Joining me uh, is a a great headline writer in his own right. It's the Daily Mirror's Dan Marsh. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, thanks, Nick. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, yourself? Yeah, um, I must admit, I, I missed the second half yesterday, listeners. I said on the other show that I did, I saw the first half and then we went out for lunch. Um, so I didn't get to see the second half. I looked at the highlights real this morning, Dan, and matters didn't get any better in the second half at all. Um, obviously, we're all reading the same stuff on on uh, social media at the moment um, about Gary Rowett and, and the kind of fallout from yesterday's dire performance how do you see it I mean I'm I'm drawn to the I I can of course Gary Rowett's in charge he's the manager he's going to catch the heat when when things don't go right um but this is my take on it interested in yours Dan I I think the squad are not performing for him I mean you've got to look at the players as much as the manager in these situations how do you see it at the moment yeah absolutely I mean people are entitled to to their opinion and, and I don't think um you know anyone should you know, I think he has to be culpable to some extent. But, you know, when you look at the performances, you know, it's not Gary Rowett on the pitch kind of not doing the basics. Um, you know, I don't no. think any Millwall fan will have gone to, you know, we've got an awful record at Norwich, haven't we? Um, it's been kind of well documented in the build up to the game. Yeah. Anyone was expecting us to kind of go up there and, and outplay Norwich per se. But there are things you do expect, you know, you don't mind if you get outplayed, but, you know, against against Reading in the cup game, I thought we were bullied. You know, Bristol again, I thought we were out fault. And I thought it was the same story yesterday as well. Like, in in terms of things that, you know, in, in terms of character, determination, bite, I, I just think it, it it was all missing. It was, it was a really, really poor display. And, you know, people can talk about formations until the cows come home. What matters is what happens out on that pitch. And, and, you know, yes, Gary Rowett is the one who sets the tone, prepares during the week and stuff, but, you know, he doesn't take to the pitch. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I mean, huge debates in prelim, you know, in the prelims to the game about three-man defences and four-man back fours and all this kind of stuff. But 
if you're only bringing 75% of your uh, professional commitment, and I think it is a commitment thing, um, if they're only bringing that out to the, you know, onto the pitch yesterday, then it doesn't matter what, what you know, you have the best formation in the world there, and it's not going to make a blind bit of difference to anybody because. I, I think my own view is that the players are letting him down at the moment. You can have disagreements about tactics and uh, styles of play, but mm. in the end, they're professionals. And it's for them to bring one hundred percent. I don't think we're seeing that at the moment. I think that he's, he's caught the, uh, the the chance at the at the end of the game yesterday, and it's upset him. I understand that, but I do think it's the players that are that should be the focus of this because it's them that them that are not playing properly for him. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, like. like like I said before, like ultimately, and I think he said yesterday in his post-match, the, the manager will carry the can to some extent. But, you know, I, I've seen us play really good attacking football with a back five. I've seen us play really poorly with a back five and vice versa with a back four. You know, I, I just get the impression at the minute that, you know, something isn't right in, in terms of performances. Like, I, I didn't get the chance to go up to Middlesbrough. But I was so I was I was so starved of um proper kind of mill action. I actually watched the ninety minutes back on on the website after work at, at, at the end of the weekend, and you know we were fantastic. You know it wasn't a smashing grab. You know I I thought you know we could have you know won three four nil. Yeah, agree. Um, and I went to a British, uh, I went to the Reading game with um you know high expectations. I was excited to, to kind of see you know. If we could build on that, and it it, it just didn't happen. Um, I think the most alarming thing for me right, has has been the drop off, not just in the mood at the club since that Middlesbrough game, but also the performances. Like, you know, it's not down to results. It's not because we've lost twice after that Middlesbrough game that people are kind of, you know, getting a bit upset. It is the manner of the performances. Like, I, I thought at Bristol City against Bristol City, we were really, mm. really poor. Um, and the same again yesterday. Obviously, Reading speaks for itself. I, I will take that in isolation as it is, you know, the League Cup. And I don't think anyone, is, as, as much as it was, a you know, a, an awful result and an awful performance, I don't think anyone is really be shedding any tears that we're out of that in the first round. But in terms of the performances in the league since Middlesbrough, it just, you know... I just couldn't really work out what our plan was yesterday. No. Um, in 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 terms of the approach, I know they lost Joe Bryan by the sounds of it, quite close to the game. Um, in terms of training in the week, it sounds like maybe. Casper uh, Denor was out. He's, he's been a he's been a linchpin since he joined us. Casper Denor, he shows a bit of intelligence on the ball, but two players out. I mean, I, there was a great point made by Neil Fissler about we had two goalkeepers sitting on the bench. I find that strange. We've got. Uh, Bart Bielkowski as backup, obviously, and uh, the boy Truman, uh, Connor Truman, I think it is, um, from the, the under-21s. I don't get why we've got two goalkeepers sat on the bench, particularly, unless there's something that we don't know about. But um, Nils makes the point, we've got a light lightweight squad. I, I think there's something to that. We've There, there, are, there are holes in defence now. I, th- I think our defence, Dan, I don't know if you'd agree, is looking creaky. I th- they could almost be me playing out there, mate, couldn't it? You know, creaking around in, in central defence. We looked slow and ponderous and really off the pace, especially yesterday. Yeah, I, I did kind of think it in pre-season and it's not kind of like, we're, we're not kind of going over anything, you know, new new with this. I think um, no. looking online on, on Twitter and kind of the forums after, after the early games of the season, aside from Borough, where obviously everyone played magnificently, there's been concerns over the defence. And I think that's justified, like... 
my first thought yesterday watching it was just like in in terms of pace. I know there's a real dearth of pace in the squad in general, but defensively, you know, we really struggle mm. against you know opposing players with a bit of pace. Um, yeah, I, I was quite surprised um, when um, Rich Cawley said that the club aren't looking to to make any additions to the defence. I know we've got kind of Wes Harding, Ryan Leonard, and um, George Evans to a, to a lesser extent who can fill in there. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and, and yeah, in, yeah. In fairness, um, Nick, I kind of thought, I think Ryan Leonard, I know he, he kind of splits opinion, but I think he's really suited to that right centre-back role. Um, I think he gives the sang a bit different, a bit of pace. He can bring the ball out. Um, I, I did think mm. he'd start the season in that back three. Um, so I wouldn't be opposed to him. You know, I, I think he's a good option. Um was hard and I've not really seen enough of. And and to be fair, George Evans, my biggest problem before yesterday, because um, I thought we looked suspect defensively, um, I don't think we were great against Bristol City, but I wouldn't say we were being breached left, right and centre. My biggest um, issue with the defence at Bristol City was the progression of the play. Um, you know, it's well documented, yeah. but, you know, and for record, Murray, Wallace, Hutch and Cooper have been, you know, brilliant servants they've been rock solid for the last three four years and and in terms of credit in the bank there's probably you know they're probably three of three players in the squad who have the most in that respect um but in terms of progression of the ball it's it's quite painful um against Bristol City um and dropping I know it was a friendly against Charlton um but George Evans made a real difference in that respect and I suppose that was kind of what I was kind of expecting maybe we'd look to do in the window I know last year yeah. we brought in Charlie Cresswell. Yeah. Um, year before that, Dan Ballard, uh, Dan Ballard on loan. I did kind. Of, I was under the guise that we'd probably look to bring in somebody of that ilk on loan. Um, whether that is the case, whether things have changed, I, I, I don't know. I won't pretend to know. Um, but yeah, there's definitely. I think. I think there's. Um, there could be issues ahead in terms of our defence, which is a real shame because it's been kind of, you know, a resolute defence has been. Sort of our hallmark, really, since we since we come back into the championship. Yeah, they say all political careers end in failure. I think all football careers end in failure, and I think that we're certainly looming towards a big crescendo this coming Saturday, Dan. Yeah. Um, at the moment, it's it's Gary Rowett copping the heat. I imagine he's going to be a convenient, um, you know, villain of the piece uh, if we don't win at home to Stoke. I mean, I I, I do feel that it's the squad that's um, not committing to whatever whatever you might think of his tactics. And I, there's there's loads of criticisms you could make. I mean, this uh, guy here, come on, you lines, has put um, two keepers on the bench. which is ridiculous. Why are we not giving Abdul Malik or Leahy from the uh, the kids a, a chance? And there's, there's something to that, unless there's things we don't know about. But um, you can you can question Gary Rowett's choices and and um, and and so on. But it's, you know, I was watching the highlight reel today and there's some really basic defending. I mean, whatever the tactics, there were basics of football defending that aren't being done. I mean, Billy was beaten to the punch for, I think it was a second goal. It was a headed goal, I think, from Sargent at the near post. And, you know, the goalkeeper, he's got to build up a bit of an understanding yeah. with the defence, but that was basic stuff, Dan. And, there's you know, the, the first goal was clever movement by Norwich. They're a decent side and the boy... Low that scored, I thought looked a really pros- mm. good prospect, but there was still only you know n- nippy passing. It should be closed down, and we're not doing that. Basics, mm. 
and that that to me says there's something wrong in the heads of the squad at the moment. Now, what that might be, I, I, I haven't got a clue, but um, something's gone badly wrong. As you you said at the start, we've gone from Borough, where we looked pretty sharp, to now looking like um, National League Conference South level. You know, it's it, it's a, it's a dramatic change. I don't know what what lies mm. behind it. I think it's important to say as well. Sorry, just to jump in, like you know, I've, I've just kind of said about the defence there, but it's basics being done basic errors all over the pitch, like in terms of trapping a ball, making a simple pass, you know. Um, and I think probably every player has been culpable for moments across these kind of opening games. Um, I, 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 if I'm being brutally honest, I did wonder if there'd be a bit of a hangover um, from not just, not not the Blackburn result, but the manner of it and the results kind of mm. leading up to it last season. And I know kind of Gary Rowett said he wasn't concerned about that. And, you know, I'll, I'll I'll take his word for that. Like, I'm I'm not saying he's wrong. Like, I'm I'm sure. You know, listen. There's a reason he's managing a football club, and I'm sitting at home chatting to you um, on a, on a laptop. Um, but you know, I, I was you know that, I was pleasantly surprised by Middlesbrough. I thought, right, well, you know, I've got that right. Here we go. Um, yeah, that, that could be the only yeah. thing I can sort of attribute it to. Maybe a, a sort of maybe a hangover from last season. Not not that Blackburn game. That was, you know, that was tough. That was one of the toughest games I have I have I have watched during during my time down at them. Mm. Um, but I just think the whole build up in general like maybe that, that's the only thing I can kind of attribute it to because, you know, on paper we've had a you know, I don't think um I think we need more additions, but the players we've brought in on paper are, are quality. I think we saw that. I think we really missed Denore and Brian yesterday. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And we've got some good we've got good players across the board. I think Kevin Nisbet is a great finisher. I think he's got to be given the right service, Dan. And I don't think he's getting any service, let alone the right service at the moment. Um, Tom Bradshaw is our top scorer and he's sat on the bench. I mean, it's for the manager to, to employ a formation that brings out the best of the talent that we, we do have. And I, I think that is a criticism of Gary Rowett because you can't have last season's top scorer sat on the bench with... Um, possibly an equal in terms of potential goal scoring this season and not try and deploy to, to make the most of those those two players. We've also got, you know, Zian doesn't look on it at the moment. I don't know why, whether that's uh, his head's been turned by the promise of, uh, you know, the bright lights of Burnley or something. I don't know, but um, he doesn't look interested at the moment. This, it goes, it seems to go quite deep and I don't know what what can be done short of a managerial change because that's traditionally in football that's the only way that you kind of you keep the players but you reshuffle at the mm. top don't you that's there's a i think they said that when marino left chelsea that you, it's easier to sack the, the man at the top than it is to sack the whole squad and I, I think that possibly is is looming i still feel i still feel that gary rowett has more in him than what we're seeing at the moment and he's being allowed to to be seen on the pitch. And I might be naive in thinking that. I, I think he's a decent manager. I mean, I, I think the point was made yesterday by others. You know, historically, this is a pretty good performing Millwall side to, to be in the top yeah. half of the championship. It just doesn't cut the ice with, the, with the, uh, the support when expectations have been placed so high. Um, I think that's the hangover point that you've, you've made there, Dan. Yeah, I think to some extent maybe he's a, possibly a victim of his own success. You know, in terms of in terms of my research, so I'm 31, so this is probably you know, in terms of my lifetime, this is probably as good as it's been since the kind of you know days of McGee and and, and the FA Cup final in terms yeah. of performing at this level. Um, 
you know, and, and it shouldn't be forgotten, you know, regardless of what people's opinions on Raul are. I, I think he's a good manager. Um, you know, I think I understand why people are frustrated. You know, I'm, I'm a fan myself. I think it's elements of the, some elements of the past few games have frustrated me. But I think on the whole, he, ha- he has done a good job. Um, and I think, yeah, the more you kind of delve into it, I mean, you've named there a handful of players who are, who are off of, who are out of form off, off boil. Um, you know, Zian, he had a slow start to last season, didn't he? And he, he, yeah. <laughs> he didn't end up being too badly. Um, yeah, I do get the debates over shape as well, because like, you know, the shape of plan at the minute, um, you know, does it get the best out of certain people? And I was surprised. I know Bradshaw wasn't well in, in the build-up to the first game of the season, but um, Denore comes straight in for, for Savile, who I think was a lot of players, uh, a lot of fans play of the season last year. Um, yeah. But I suppose that is what quality competition does. You know, Denore is, is probably, he's uh, probably been our best midfielder over the first three, four games. I, I thought Billy Mitchell had a, was probably pick of the bunch against Middlesbrough. Um, but I think if you're looking overall at the games, um, you know, I thought Denore had a good game against Borough as well and, and has looked bright in, in the rest of the games he's played. Um, it's a difficult one, but what I would say is I, I wouldn't write him off. I, I feel like we've been here before a couple of times. We have. Um, yeah, we have. Back to, was it Blackpool last year where um, Bart come out and Long come in for the first time? Yeah. Um, uh, I've got the vibe but pressure was starting to build a little bit back then and, and things might might be coming to a bit of the head. Um, and we made the switch. We made the goalkeeper switch and we changed the shape, which is probably more relevant than, than that, to be fair. Um, and, you know, we we didn't really look back, you know. Um, so, yeah. It, but, yeah, it, it does feel like a, a big week kind of looming. Obviously, Stoke is, yeah. It'd be a real shame, I think, actually, like just touching on the chance yesterday, like, you know, because um, we know what what Stoke are going to be like towards Gary Rout. And it'd be a real shame, I think, considering the work he's done, not just on the pitch, but off the pitch as well. You know, he's, he's kind of stood by the fans in, in sticky situations. And he, he's obviously, he, he's donated money for the, um, the Lions food hub. And for Paul, he does, Paul yeah. And he has, yeah. And, you know, he, it would be a real shame if, if it was a similar situation next week, because, you know, we, we know the Stoke fans aren't going to need, uh, you know, a second invitation to, to join in with, derogatory chance about Gary. So, but yeah, it, it does feel like, um, you know, a, a, a big game heading into heading into Saturday. He needs a win badly, Dan, and uh, I think we can all relate to that. I, I, just one thing that struck me before we, we close out with Dan this morning, listeners, I, I, I wasn't at Norwich and I've only gone by the <clears throat> the highlights and what I've what, um, been sent to me on voicemails, but the day where Millwall fans start joining in with Norwich fans, made with the same chant about how our football is shit, seems a very strange day to me. And um, I don't know what that lies behind that. I know people are frustrated. And I get, uh, I've been as bored as you listeners out there have been with it all. But that's a very odd day in my Millwall career, if that's what's happening at the moment. But um, I'll say no more than that, Dan. Um, I th- just to move forward, if... If Gary Rowett survives, and he has survived other bumps in his in his uh, Millwall time. I mean, I was at Peterborough a few years ago where same thing, your football is mm. shit, it's being chanted. Um, so I wouldn't bet against him. He does have an ability to adapt to the situation. Um, 
we we need to start attacking, and we need to start attacking with some fluidity because we saw nothing at all like that yesterday. That may fly in the face of everything that he kind of believes in in football, which is uh, keep it tight and hit on the break. But he needs to find he needs to find some forward play. He needs to tap into the Millwall desire for attacking football, um, and needs to find it fast because I think Saturday he needs to be up and at it straight away into Stoke. Whether he's going to get that or not, I don't know. But would you agree that that's the that's the solution? Get at them fast, hard, early. Get a goal in and and keep at it. I think so. Yeah, I think. You know, the, the longer it goes, kind of goalless, not even goalless to be fair. I think it depends on the general play. Like we said yesterday, you know, it was a brilliant following um, going up there and people have spent their hard-earned money to go up there on, you know, early on a, on a Sunday morning. It's more yeah. about, um, you know, the intent as well, like, um, you know, in terms of I'd have to look back and, and work out when it was when we first had a, you know, a, a shot on goal, for example. I think, yeah, a, a fast start is going to be really key on, on Saturday because, you know, but then we all know the atmosphere and what it can give the team. You know, it can be fantastic. and But if things aren't going well, yeah, it can work against us. And, and I think Saturday has all the potentials for it to... Um, to work against us if if it is a slow start, um, but yeah, like I said, I, I wouldn't bet against him. Like it feels like we've been here a couple of times before. Yeah, um, you know, very similar situations. Obviously, we all know what it's like down at Mill. Once you lose the the fans, that is pretty much it. It's pretty hard to come back from. And um, like I said yesterday, like I don't, you know, it probably wasn't the wisest thing in the world to to react. Yeah. He's he's bitten. Yeah, he's bitten. Yeah, but in his defence as well, like as a from a personal level, you can't really just stand there and not do anything. I'm not saying what he did was the right thing, but I don't know what I'd do in that situation. Um, Two thousand people calling your names under the sun, and you're trying to do your job. I don't know. I probably wouldn't produce a very good podcast, listeners, if that was happening to me. But um, one of us would. it's a difficult one. Like, uh, yeah, once, you know, we know what it's like. Once it kind of, once it turns, is it's very hard to, to, to bring it back. I, I'd come say it's probably impossible right. to bring it back at our place. Um, but hopefully it won't come to that. I think, you know, on paper, we still have, we've got a good squad. We've brought in good players. Um, there's no reason why we can't, you know, do similar to what we've done the last kind of three, four years and, and hopefully take that one step further. Um, but yeah, the, the next kind of, couple of games I I think are going to be seismic in terms of our season in, in terms of in terms of where we go um, where we go agree, yeah, hopefully agree. hopefully a corner will be turned let me close this conversation with Dan great conversation Dan just want to close it with a bit of praise for Ida Moemarku who scored a really good goal and it's been totally forgotten because it's a consolation goal really nicely taken finish yesterday um, and it just reinforces our point, I think, Dan, that we've got some good players and that seems to me to be the way forwards because I don't know we've got any other route out of this problem other than to give the ball to the talent and uh, let them do what they can with it. Um, so, well done, Idamo. Dan, it's been great talking to you, mate. You've got to do this more often, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully, like we said, I know we chatted about it last week, hopefully um, be able to get on a bit more this year. Wonderful. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Enjoyed it and, yeah, hopefully back soon. To talk about happier things. Happier, happier days to come. Big thank you, Dan Marsh. All the best, mate. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Achtung, Mailball. Huge thank you to Dan Marsh for joining us on the show this morning. Um, I just thought to, uh, before we go to the remainder of the voicemails, big thank you to everyone that sent me voicemails yesterday. I was doing the edit late at night. I thought I'd put one show out last night with um, most of the voicemails. So the remainder are going to go after this next uh, section now. Um, I just wanted to close one or two of the comments that I've picked up from social media. There's a huge kerfuffle going online, listeners, isn't there, about the... uh, merits or demerits of Gary Rowett and whether he should or shouldn't resign or be sacked, blah, blah, blah. Um, One or two points that did catch my eye, however, whatever whatever your views on that might be. Um, One from Phil, Phil Clark. He says, there's plenty not to like, this is yesterday, plenty not to like about that performance, but there's a lack of fitness that he's picking up from the players. It's a real concern. 25 minutes in... And plenty were puffing and wheezing. Then a debate over who takes a free kick. It all smacks of poor preparation. Um, so lack of fitness, Phil's saying here. And Matthew Flack replies, it's what happens when you're chasing shadows. Keep the ball for a bit and you don't get so tired. I think that's a fair point. I mean, we were chasing shadows yesterday, weren't we, dear listeners? Um, the fitness is is, a, is, an, is an interesting one. I I hadn't really picked that up, but then I didn't catch a large slice of yesterday's game live, only the highlights real. Um, so whether that's preparation, whether there's an issue with the, the behind-the-scenes conditioning, the manager, I suppose, comes into that. Um, but also, for me, prep is as much on you as a professional football player. You owe it to your own um, professional pride to be fully fit and ready to go. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a two-way street, I guess, at the... Uh, in the conditioning gym and all the rest of it, but it's up to you as much as it's up to them to produce that. Um, we've mentioned already the chances, Aaron's um, post about um, Gary Rowett saying how he's worked hard here for four years. I think he has. I think he has. You can talk about his, his um, tactics. And really, when you look at his career listeners, I think wherever he's gone to, um, maybe apart from the much more relaxed vibe of Burton Albion, but other clubs, uh, Birmingham, Stoke, Derby, in the end, everyone there falls out of love with his football, it seems. But then we've always said, in our Millwall, from our Millwall perspective, that's because they are deluded and have, you know, visions of grandeur of the past from those, from their own histories. Well, we like to believe we're not burdened with those, those kinds of ideas, but um, perhaps it's not so 
not so much. Um, he says, in, in, after the uh, complaining about the chance, I think he's entitled to anyone that heard those chants. Uh, it's not a person. It shouldn't be a personal thing. It's a criticism of the way the club is performing generally at the moment. Um, people personalise it. There's a human need to personalise stuff that often um, goes beyond just you know whether one person is or isn't a cunt. Um, there we are. You don't get uh, don't get wisdom from a football crowd, do you, dear listeners? Um, it does say it's time for us to perform on the pitch, that's for sure. Uh, Gary Rowett, we've got to show the same passion and determination as the fans. 1892 went up there to Carrow Road yesterday. Um, the way the fans have got behind has been incredible. I agree. Um, sellouts at the Den, we've said it a few times, I'm not going to repeat the same points, but I don't think anyone can say that the Mill support has not backed this club in the debacle, in the end, the debacle of last season and then the debacle unfolding. This season, Robber Hive Robin says, uh, talking about Gary Rowe, it's nearing the end, says Robin. There was a massive expectation this term, be it last season's meltdown hangover. If you lose the crowd, it's game over. Even if the heights we, that we soared to under McGee, uh, and no heights under Holloway, says, and Harris, in the end, um, it, it all goes wrong on you. Um, as I said to, to Dan there, um, Every football career ends in failure, so they say. They say that about politics as well. Uh, Steve Lee says, testing time for the club so early in the season. Stoke game is crucial for management. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yes, Paul. Yes, Paul. Give us something to get excited about, says Paul. You're, you're boring the pants off of us with all the crap negative football. We create no chances whatsoever. No, we didn't, Paul. We didn't. You brought the players in because we didn't score enough last season. We're worse than last season. And that was bad enough. FFS. No no punctuation there, Paul. Give me a chance, mate. Give me a chance to read it. Sammy James. Samuel James. Sorry, not Sammy. Samuel James. Uh, talking about Gary Rowe. It says he's in a results-based industry in which the last 15 competitive games we've won twice. Um, good point. Uh, it may upset him, but, uh, but it upset the 1,900 fans that turned up when the team didn't. An unfriendly kickoff time too, Samuel, I think, as well. Um, I agree. And one last one from Anonymous. I'm not going to... Uh, this is a private message, so I shan't read out the name of the author here. Um, it says, uh, I fear that our purple patch in the championship may now be at an end. Nisbet clearly doesn't fit our lone striker formation. I think that's right. I think he needs a partner up front. Going by last season in this format, Bradshaw is clearly the better option. He now has to revert to... Starting Bradshaw, but needs to change tactics. So we'll be putting a one point something million pound player on the bench. A straight swap of Bradshaw for Nisbet will just perpetuate the poor structure, says uh, Anon. SC looked like the youngster he very much is yesterday, very rarely winning the ball and easily dispossessed. But it's back at the back of the line where we're now most wanting. How many goals have we shipped in in the last few games, including Blackburn? Ballard and Cresswell came in for good reasons, and both were contenders for player of the season, incidentally, listeners. It's a strange thing when two um, lone players are contenders, arguable uh, players of our season. They came in for good reason, says Anon. Uh, we have nobody that can play out, just lump it long. Blimey, Evans at least can hit a pass. I think he's much maligned, George Evans. I don't think, um, I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. Um, but then I've probably said the same about George Long, so take me with a pinch of salt, dear listener. I know we're all entitled to a bit of a shout, but giving players and, and Rowett such grief after three games is wrong. 
does anyone think they'll play better? And our new keeper, second goal was his fault. I did, I do agree there. Billy, I think, also, um, and on as well. But between Billy and the goalkeeper, made a mess and gave Sargent the free header. We need some fresh blood and changing tactics, or it could be Port Vale next season, ran over yours, Anonymous. Um, I think that's a good way to close this section. Huge thank you to everyone that's um, sent me in voice. I'm just going to close out the show now, listeners, with the remainder of yesterday's voicemails. Do send them to me. You can direct message me on the Twitter. There's a little symbol sending a voice note on direct message. If you've got my phone number, you can just buzz me a voice message on WhatsApp. Dead easy. I want to hear from you. Give me a shout. Talk to me. I'm not going to be around Saturday. We're travelling back from Devon next Saturday, so I'm going to try and get another show out to you on Sunday to review where we all stand in the aftermath of what could be a major historic day, one way or the other, in Mill history versus Stoke. Until then, dear listeners, thank you for tuning in to these uh, two sticky plaster shows somewhat. Um, we'll see you next week. Arriva Dutchy Millwall. Bye for now. Norwich three, Millwall one. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Um, do we expect to be winning away at Norwich? No. Do we at least try? Yes. Did I feel like we respected Norwich far too much and sat back and gave them space and let them have the ball for too much? Yes. Um, did we pressure them enough, especially in their half? No. Uh, a glaring, <laughs> glaring stat that I saw was when it came up with the amount of touches in the first half and when Nisbet has been for for where he had his touches and only once throughout the whole game, I think, was in our, in their box. Um, SA, he, need, he needs to have a start, but my God, what a tough start for him. Um, and their player, Rowe, is the player that I would like to see SA become in the next couple of years. Because the experience shows. Um, and yeah, we just seem to be... It feels like we're lacking ideas. Or we're just lacking confidence. Or a bit of the bo- bit of both. Um, I don't want to be the person to say, right, you know, row it out. I still feel like he has enough, you know, enough credit in the bank that we see where he is after 12 games. But it's not looking encouraging after after the first three games that we've had in the league. Um, even more so with that Reading game. So the past four. It's... Um, it's <laughs> The team is crying out for a game where we just come out of it looking positive. We, we just don't seem to look positive at the moment. Um, everything looks far too negative. We've respected Norwich far too much. Um, so as soon as they went 1-0 up, that was it, pretty much game over. Um, Bright Sparks, obviously, Imaku's goal, even George Evans looks half decent, but and even Vogie a little bit, just having players that just wanted to go at their defence, but it was too little too late. Dear, oh dear. Joe from Chicago here. Hope everyone's doing well after that shit performance. Uh, row it out. I'm tired of watching this team. They have no depth. They have no dreams. They have no ambition. Hutchinson looks over the hill. Danny Mack and Billy Mitchell don't go forward anymore. This team just isn't it. I wish they were.
bringing on George Evans is a fireable offense. I'll be talking next week. I'll be watching next week. I love this team, but this is terrible. Come on, you Lions. Hello, Nick. It's Jim. Lion J1971. Not long back from Norwich. Absolutely fucking useless today, mate. Um, seething, to be honest with you. You know, these people that still stick with Rarit, you got to get your head out of the clouds, boys, because this fella is just going to take us nowhere. I've just had a look. We've won two games in the last 12. And watching his interview on Millwall TV just now, the bloke's fucking deluded, mate, honestly. He reckons he's built up the credit to, to justify these performances. Last week was bad enough at home in the in a game which the whole crowd were behind them and they were just terrible. And today, I think the players... They don't know what they're doing. They get the ball in the opposition half and they just ain't got a clue. They just do not know what to do with it. And that's got to come from the manager and the coaches. We can all say the players have got to take responsibility. Yes, they have. But he's the manager. And I'm sorry, he is, in my opinion now, I said it last season and he changed my mind a little bit, but I'm sorry, mate. He's got to go. It's as simple as that. The bloke has just got to go. Whether we can sack him and pay him off, just get rid of him, get him out of our club. Because what he did today, clapping us when we were taking the piss a little bit, it's like he don't give a shit no more. He's stubborn, his tactics are useless. The subs today, every single one of those subs today, all he was doing was changing light for light players. He weren't changing the system. Yet, I just listened, I didn't see the game, obviously, because we were at Norwich. But apparently, even the, the England woman's girl at half-time said it weren't working, so I changed it and we played better second half. It's not fucking rocket science, right? You've got to be able to change the game. And this bloke just can't do it. I want him out of my club. Fuck you, Rarit. Seething. See you later. Hello, uh, Nick. Matt Richards. Um, back from um, watching that uh, terrible game today. Um, up at Norwich. Um, something's got to change. It's got to change quick. Um, is that the manager? I don't know, but it's, it's worrying when... And I've listened to his... Um, interview with Aaron um, after the game. It's worrying when he's, 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 he's questioning the players' um, attitude perhaps and you know being first to the tackle and being up for it today. That's what it felt like. And it's, you kind of think, well, that's your job to motivate them to do it. And, and they didn't do it against Bristol City. So surely words have been had during the week and they didn't do it today. So you kind of think, well... If, not, if you can't motivate the players and you lose the players, then, you know, your time's up, really. Um, also, you know, the, the the sarcastic clapping of Millwall fans towards the end, albeit, you know, he's a human, so I can kind of get it in one respect. But once you start taking the piss out of Millwall fans, there's no real way back, really. So I think the writing's on the wall for Gary. Um, he's saved himself a few times. Um couple of times, two or three times, but I think he's running out of lives. You know, if, if if we don't win against Stoke, then I think it's, I don't know, I don't know if it will be over because, you know, Kavanagh and James Berrison now, what do they do? You know, I I can't see them firing him after like four league games. That's just so unmillwall like, you know, and um, so, you know, I just hope that they are, making inquiries behind the scenes of other managers because the last thing I want is 
we get rid of him um, in a knee-jerk reaction and we have Adam Barrett in for like six games and and we end up giving it to Steve Morrison or Paul Robinson or something. We need to have a strong backup plan in place, um, we, you know, and we rarely do, but, you know, I kind of... Yeah, and then also, I think, I think also that the... Um, I think, you know, it was disappointing today. I just, you know, I don't boo... I've never booed a middle team, but booing a middle team after half an hour, I thought was... I don't know how that helps the team, but it's by the by. Fans pay their money, travel up there, you know, um, so they're entitled to their opinion. But, you know, when we've got young players out there like Romain SA, how's that going to help him? You know, it's you know it's great we saw him starting today. Um, he's going to do a few, you know, and I think he played okay, he made a couple of mistakes, but he's going to make mistakes. But we need to support the players as well, you know. But, you know, it'll be it. people entitled to give their opinion. I just think you don't boo your own team. Fair enough, give give the give the manager... Um, Pelters, etc. Slag him off, but um, not your own players. But yeah, so I mean, I put this going into the game really. Um, it was just a bit lackluster. I thought our passing was wayward. Um, even a simple passing at the back, you know, when we're just playing it along the back between Hutch and Cooper, you know, it's going behind them. It's not in front of them. So you know, it's this slow, slow build-up play. Um, Cooper, I mean, Christ, if anybody can tell me he's actually ever actually hit a player one of those 30, 40 yard cross field passes and let me know you know the players must wince every time he goes to hit one because he's just every time he does it it's just a waste of time it just gets on my nerves um, I don't know um, say so something's got to change we're lucky to come I mean at 3-0 I thought it, was gonna, it could have been 5-6 or more um, so we, we shut up shot um, and I guess it's good to see a mark who score his first goal, that kind of thing, scratching around obviously for um, silver linings um, to this big dark cloud really. Um, it's incredible, isn't it? Like I think half-time against Blackburn and fans were singing there's only one Gary Rowett and now three league games in and it's Rowett, your football shit, you know, and it's, um, but you know, in, in all sorts, we know that it, the, the rot started to set in before that and we we spluttered towards the playoffs at the end anyway so it's like you know it's not as if we were firing all cylinders there so I get totally get it and yeah I just I've I just think we need to make a decision earlier rather than later because otherwise we leave it 10 12 games suddenly we're in a relegation battle and um no one wants to see that Anyway, there's my thoughts for today after a sunny day in Norwich. Um, yeah, good luck, Nick, pulling this together because I'm sure you're going to get loads coming in. Last time we did the two two episode two um two part episode. This could be three or four, mate. But um, yeah, let's hope um something changes and changes quick. Come on, you guys. Good morning, Nick. Um, Jim Hackett calling yesterday because I think everybody's feeling a little bit disappointed um, and probably worse than that you know looking at the display I thought it was it was lackluster there was massive leadership problems I think on the pitch that we're never shying away from but at the same time they're, they're not getting addressed by by the manager and I think it's testament to the end of last season and the start of this season that take the Middlesbrough game away and and we've really struggled to to show any fight, any um, passion, everything that 
probably Millwall supporters are looking for, and most supporters of their football teams would be looking for. I thought Norwich won at a canter, and we were lucky to come away with three against us, let alone uh, any more. But unfortunately, um, when it comes down to the attitude of the players and not so much the tactical side of things, just the, the, the mere um, lack of fight in them and, and what we saw, there's a real lack of quality you know, throughout the team and you know that the players have got more in them and I think, unfortunately, that the manager's responsible for the attitude that the players show and, and if they don't get it right, if they don't start off on the right foot, then it's very difficult to change it during the game. I think uh, he seemed to just let things ride yesterday and, it, and it's so disappointing because when the subs did come on, at least they, they might not have had the quality, but they, they showed a little bit more uh, energy than the, the, the players that they replace. And, and for all the slagging he gets, I thought George Evans came on and he did make a difference. He did show a little bit of quality, he showed a little bit of uh, passing ability that possibly we've never recognised before. And and who knows where that'll end up. But, you know, it's certainly not down to the the manager if the players don't show any fight. So I'm I'm really... Sort of sorry about everything that went on afterwards. I thought the personal abuse that that Rowett's getting, as as much as it's a sort of the the style of the Millwall supporter, I think it's it's unfortunate that he's getting called. You know, he's got personal attacks going at him, and you know, once the singing starts, it's a slippery slope from that point. I think I don't think he helped himself in the interview afterwards with with some of his comments, but I suppose it's uh, when you're getting paid. You know, a lot of money. Then you know, you you put yourself in the firing line, and unfortunately for him, he's in the firing line at the moment, and it'll be a testament of his uh, his own management as to what he gets out of the next Saturday against Stokes. I think that's a bigger a bigger game as we get closer to it, just by the mere fact that they played so poorly in the last couple of games, and he doesn't seem to be able to to galvanise them and get them fighting a little bit. So let's just see how we go. I think missing. Casper and missing Joe Bryan yesterday was a, a big one in that but at least they are two quality players who could have made a difference. So, you know, let's see how we go on Saturday. Um I think in the longer term we've really got to get the spine of the team sorted out. I think Fleming's got to come into a position where he can get the ball and run at the opposition like he did last year, where he got his goals now. He seems to be playing with his back to goal all the time and just trying to play little one twos you know, around the place that aren't doing any damage. I just feel a bit sorry for him because I think he's being played in an area where he, he can't play his best football. And I think we've got to look at other players. I think uh, the back four, for me, they're, they're always an accident waiting to happen. That back four yesterday was um, as bad as they played, you know, since I can remember them all getting together. I think um, Cooper and Hutchinson look a little bit shot at the moment, like they can't make their mind up what they should either one is doing. Murray Wallace will always give 100% on whatever he does, but again, his lack of qualities is showing a lot, well, in, in a lot of games. And, and Danny Mack at the moment, no matter what he does, it seems to just not come off. And I think it's lack of effort with him. I think he would you know, run through a brick wall for, for the club and the team and that, but he just doesn't seem to be able to, to have that little bit of luck he could do with something happening to him that... that changes everything and, and he puts a good cross in or he has a shot or he puts a massive tackle in you know, that, that galvanises him slightly because I think he's really suffering. And I don't know um, 
without leaving them out of the side. I don't know what else can happen there, but there is a good team in that squad. Uh, I think we all know it. If you looked at our best 11 on there, we just need to get something going. And, and this comes down to the manager. I think he's, he's culpable for the attitude they take on. Sometimes he can't help individual mistakes, but we're not an individual mistake-making team at the moment. We're a team-making mistakes. And, you know, it's showing through everywhere you look. And I'm not overly convinced about the goalkeeper. I know uh, he's, in theory, he's a, he's a better option than George Long. But again, I watched him come for that second goal yesterday and he did exactly what, you know, a, a bad goalkeeper would do. He's come when he didn't need to. He's got nowhere near the ball and it's ended up in our net. So, overall, really disappointed with yesterday. I think uh, the display was far removed, you know, from what we want and what we should expect from players who are getting played decent money to, to play decent football. And I think somewhere along the line that the battle lines are drawn now between Gary Rower and the, and the fans. And I think it's up to him to get the fans back on side, not the other way around. And to do that, he's got to get the team playing for him. So... Let's hope that it's just yet another blip and we can sort of turn things around Saturday, get a win, and then we can push on from there. I don't think at the moment, looking around, you know, are we going to get a better manager? He's done all right for us over the last few seasons. He's had these ups and downs, but we're at a point now, I think, where there's a lot more downs and ups and we need him to really sort of earn his money and not be... Um, a manager that lives on quotes and, and great football sayings. He needs to actually show what he showed when he first came into the club. And and that was a, a little bit of style, a little bit of change in us and the ability to change the tactics as we're going along. But we'll see how it goes. But come on, you Lions. Achtung, Millwall.